Did you ever think you were made it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory I know this life meant for me yeah. Why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it Now they run, homie, look what I become I'm the, I'm the one With all the volatility taking place, not only in U.S. but also abroad Whether it's Brexit, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's the U.S. election Whether it's CEO stepping down, have the rules to money changed? Many of you have been asking me, Pat, what the rules of money would be in today's economy So today's 10 new rules of money Rule number one, new rule of money. What's number one? Here's what I'd be thinking about. By the way, today's episode isn't just you watch and then you leave. Today's episode is a couple assignments if you actually really want to take advantage of some of these rules of money in today's economy. Number one is the following. You know, a lot of times when market is changing and shifting, a lot of changes are taking place, everybody is just looking at the industries that are booming. Oh my gosh, look at this industry that's booming. This is so great where people who create wealth are looking at industries that are about to go away. So it's not about which industries are booming. You gotta look at which industry is about to crash and how to monetize it. So what do you do? If you were to sit down after this video, you and your friends, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, mom, dad, kids, it doesn't matter. You're sitting at a place right now saying, let me ask you guys a question. What do you think is the next industry that's about to experience a crash? What do you mean? Printing. 30 years ago was a great business. A lot of people took a hit. Advertising 30 years ago was great. A lot of magazines took a hit. What's the next magazine? What's the next newspaper? What's the next printing? By the way, there are many industries. And if you look at that, then you'll say, what if we did this? What if we did that? Or if you're more of an investor, you can look at this and say, who is actually trying to fix this? Or who is actually trying to disrupt this industry? Then you can look into that as an opportunity because even though a lot of movements, even though there's a lot of volatility, I guarantee you behind closed doors, if you can find the right ones like this, it could potentially be the next Amazon if you actually take some time and not just look at the industries that are booming, but the ones that are about to experience a crash. Now, second rule, here's a rule of zero. The rule of zero is tough for folks who are very greedy to embrace because it sounds easy saying it, but let me explain to you the power of zero. So here's what it is about the rule of zero. When 2008 took place, a lot of people lost money. You know, they were talking about the 401ks, now the 201k. I had clients, I would go look at their statement, they would say, I only have $380,000. I'm like, that's not bad for you. She says, well, this used to be $790,000. Well, that's a pretty bad thing right there. And they're 64 years old. What do you tell this person? They gotta work for another seven more years. They were planning on retiring for one year, but because they were not fully ready and they did not take advantage of power of zero. Because in 2008, market tanked 38%. In 2008, if you did 0% in 2008, that really means you did plus 38% compared to what the market did. So you have to also be paying attention to the offense you're playing. You gotta be playing offense as well, of course, if you wanna create wealth, offense, 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 offense. But you gotta have a certain strategy on how you can take advantage of the rule of zero. So when it does happen, you have more that's sitting for you to say, this is my next opportunity to go in because you paid attention to the rule of zero. The third rule of money today is entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Look, I run a number one channel on YouTube for entrepreneurs. If you go on YouTube right now, you tap in the word entrepreneur, then you go on the filter, and now you go from the filter on channel, value it comes up at the top. If you go, we come up views at the top. Why? Because we've created a content. I talk about entrepreneurship nonstop, but I gotta tell you the complete opposite side. 
I also know the power of being an entrepreneur. You know, sometimes people become entrepreneurs because they don't have a choice. They're working at a place where the bosses at the top have just completely changed the comp, changed the plans, changed everything, where someone's kind of forced to go out there and become an entrepreneur. But in many cases, you don't need to be forced to be an entrepreneur. You don't need to have that entrepreneur on your Instagram account or on your Twitter account. Matter of fact, you need to confuse people and say, an obsessed entrepreneur or a serial entrepreneur. So someone you put on Twitter, everybody says, investor entrepreneur. What if you put serial entrepreneur? Someone sees your profile, what the hell is an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur is somebody that works within a company who acts like an entrepreneur but doesn't have to put his life savings on the line and eventually earns equity, treats the company like his own business, works like an entrepreneur, works like a founder, eventually ends up getting a department or a piece of the company, company gets sold, he has equity, he has shares, he makes very similar kind of wealth as many entrepreneurs do. So you need to position yourself. Am I going entrepreneurial route? If yes, why? Am I going the entrepreneur route? Yes, why? Once you know your position, go play all in. But don't be one here, one here. Which way are we going? Go make that move there because you can have, not have a lot of flip-flopping right now. If you're flip-flopping, you're preventing momentum from happening. If you're focused going this side, momentum's on your side. But if you're going this way, then you're going here, you lost all the momentum nine months you spent here. So you gotta be focused to create momentum because momentum's really one of the best friends of anybody that wants to create a lot of wealth. And, and if you're distracted constantly, you're losing a lot of this. You don't wanna do that. Number four, be a step ahead of the next hoax. What do I mean by that? Look, think about it this way. If you are not a fan of Barack Obama, okay, and Fox News says, Barack Obama did insider trading and he did ta 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 and because of that, you know, rumor has it he did this. If you don't like him, it's very easy for your emotions to get a, a best of you. Oh my gosh, did you see what he's doing? He's, this is what he's doing. You don't know it yet. You just jump into conclusions so the hoax controlled you because of your emotions. Now, if you don't like Donald Trump, and let me tell you, Donald Trump, Russia, Donald Trump, so, you know, Donald Trump, North Korea, here's what Donald Trump's doing. He's really manipulating. Oh, did you see, and you don't like him. Oh, did you see this, this? You're being bought into the next hoax. How do you know? If you haven't done your own research, how do you know? Don't let the next hoax get you. Let everybody else get distracted and you're able to step back, stay strong mentally and emotionally and say, I don't have all the facts. While 99% of the world is going crazy about this hoax, I'm gonna step back, I'm gonna let them get distracted, I'm gonna stay focused and implement my strategy that I've in place, because my time is valuable to me, I'm not gonna let another hoax get, in front, get bother me, but I'm gonna get ahead of it. While everyone's distracted, what industry's taking a hit? What customers are laying around for me to get? go get? What talent is laying around for me to go get? You get distracted, I'm gonna go get Bobby to come on my team. You, you get distracted, I'm gonna go get that customer and I'm gonna sell this person. You get distracted, I'm gonna go partner with that guy right here. Get a step ahead of the next hoax. It'll have a big edge for you. Number five, learn to monetize fear. Very similar to the hoax. People get afraid, how do you monetize it? If they're afraid, they listen to you. If they're afraid, go sit down with them. If people are afraid, go present them your opportunity, your product, your company, whatever you're doing. But don't let fear go away without you monetizing fear. Number six, Study market crashes. Don't just watch what the media or me or anybody tells you. Go study market crashes and don't look at market crashes as in 1987 there was a market crash because in 1929, in 1942, in 2001, you know, in 2008. No, go look at pre-market crash 
during market crash, post market crash. When you look, like for instance, the movie Big Short shows you pre, shows you during, shows you post. That's actually a very good movie that's giving you an idea on what signs there was to tell you that it's coming, how bad it was while the market crash was taking place, and how wealth was made post-market crash. So go study all the different markets. By the way, this right here could take you a day. This could take you success. Not a big deal. Go buy some of the books and study market crashes. How much money could that make you? Can you imagine like everybody panics? Dude, I know the history. I saw what happened over here. Here's what you need to do when this takes place. This is who made money on this side. This is who took the biggest hit. Actually go study pre, during, and post-market crashes and see how you can monetize it for yourself. Number seven, know your next moves. Look, yesterday I had a lengthy conference call with Simon & Schuster. My book is about to be launched. I'm going to be launching a date. Yeah, I can't give it to you right now, but I know the dates. I know what the pre-launch is going to be. I know what the launch date is going to be. I know when you can get your new book and the book that comes out. And the entire book, the entire book I wrote is about how you can identify your next moves. But pre my book coming out for you, everything, sit there and say, okay, imagine, imagine another uh, 2008 takes place, the market's about to go down 38%. What would I be doing if that takes place? What would I do? If I knew this, what would I do prior year to, year to it? What would I do? What would be my next moves if I knew this was about to take place? Well, if I knew 2008 the market was going to tank 38%, what would I be doing in 2007? What would my next 5 to 15 moves be in 2007? Start asking yourself the question and say, what would I do if this were to take place and what would my moves be? Then prepare. Think about it. You and I are boxing. You're going to say, if he goes this way, you know, and I know maybe he's coming with a left hook and a right. If he's going to throw me a jab, maybe the, you know, the, 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 the straight right is coming. I, I, you're going to, if he goes this, if he goes that, Prepare yourself. Same exact thing with your money. You don't have to just fight somebody to figure out what your next moves are going to be. Same thing goes with economy. Number eight, obsessively drive. This is very important. Listen to me. Obsessively drive the one behavior, the one behavior that produces most of your results. Let me explain what I mean by this. So I'll go into an office, I'll talk to an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, I'll go talk to a CEO founder, I'll go talk to a C-suite executive, and I'll say, yeah, I'll talk to a salesperson who's making a half a million dollar year income, and I'll say, let me ask you a question. So what's the number one behavior that makes you the most money? Right now, today I had a meeting. I had a meeting today with a whole department, I had about 11 of my guys in my room, and it was a two hour meeting, and I said, so tell me, what, what behavior do you do? This is what I do every day. What are some of the five things that you do? These are the five things that I do. What of these five behaviors increases your value and the value of the company? The first one right here, okay? How much do you get a chance to do this first one right here? Whatever that behavior is, calls, meeting with people, biz dev, shaking hands, networking, I don't know, coding, whatever that one behavior is. She told me what her one behavior was. I says, what can we do to give you more hours to keep doing this behavior here? And then we cut it out. By the time it was done, I said, here's an additional 30 hours per month for you to do this one behavior. She said, oh my gosh, thank you. So we just had this meeting. I had this meeting three hours ago prior to shooting this video. Three hours ago, I gave her 30 more hours to do what? One thing. Why? Because I know while you may think you have to do 100 different things, you may think you have to do 10 different things. 
if you in an economy like this can obsessively drive the one thing, the one behavior that produces the most value for you and your company, that gives you an edge over your peers that are trying to do 50 different things. I know the thought is to multitask and to be somebody that you know, puts your money all over the place and multiple streams of income, but if you want to create wealth, new rules of money, pick the one behavior that produces the most results and obsessively drive that one thing or that one behavior. Number nine, increase your value in the marketplace. How do you increase your value in the marketplace? 10 rules of money. You increase your value in the marketplace, you don't have anything to worry about. I had a guy that flew in today from New York. He's an executive producer, very, very well known. He went to Yale. He went to Oxford. You would know this name if I were to tell you who this person is. A very well-known name in the world of Hollywood and media. Very connected guy. Came and spent a whole day here with me. We're strategizing, talking a lot of different things. When he came in, Okay, and I'm sitting down with them. We're talking about increase the market value. He said, I used to do this, I used to do this, I used to do that, I used to do this. He says, I, f- I finally realized what I'm very good at. So what are you very good at? He says, I'm good at doing X, Y, Z. And he told me the one thing. I said, this, I'm very good at doing this thing. It doesn't matter if the market is doing good or bad. That one thing is valuable. Why? Because he increased his value in the marketplace. It doesn't matter if the economy is good or bad or terrible. People need that one thing because its value is high. If you increase your value in the marketplace, it doesn't matter if we got a crash or not. If that value that you increase in the marketplace, people have to pay you. So find a way to increase your value in the marketplace. Some of it could be by the way you think and the kind of research you're doing. And last but not least, this is very important. I like to look at different people's opinions when it comes down to everything. Religion, whether it's Chris Hitchens, I want to see his brother's argument on why he believes in God and why he doesn't believe in God. If it's politics, I want to go sit with President Bush's campaign manager, which is what I did, and I want to go sit with President Clinton's campaign manager, which is what I did. If it's sports, I want to talk to a football coach that says, you win a championship based on defense. I want to talk to a coach that says, you win a championship on offense. I want to hear both sides. And on this side, when it comes down to money, I suggest you study opposing financial analysts. If you only study the one financial analyst that you like the most because he agrees or she agrees with everything you say, you're going to have blind spots. But if you got two financial analysts, and there's a lot of them, there's a lot of good ones out there. But if you look at these two guys, like if you just study Buffett and you don't study somebody that's the opposing belief, like Buffett and Ray Dalio, if you just study one side, if you just do Ray and you don't do the other side, you're going to have some blind spots. Both of them are very, very successful at what they do. But in times like this with the new rules of money, this guy's this is, oh, interesting. Why did he say this? I don't know why he said this. Let me see what this guy says. Oh, I got, oh, okay. Well, he does kind of make sense, but I understand why he's saying this. I'm like more here. Or I'm like more here. You get to kind of see the best of both worlds and make the decision for yourself because you're able to weigh out the two different sides, if that makes sense to you. So now, these are the 10 ones. Number one, study which industry is about to crash. Number two, rule of zero. Number three, entrepreneur or intrapreneur, identify yourself next, be ahead of a hoax, monetize fear, study market crashes pre, during, and uh, post, know your next move, obsessively drive the one thing, the one behavior, number nine, increase your value in the marketplace, and last but not least, study opposing financial analysts to come with your own conclusions. Thanks everybody for listening, and by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already, and if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snap Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bid David, and I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.